Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, Monday, February the 3rd, and by the way, do you say February, or do you say February? <laughs> I got in trouble in grade school for that so many times, I couldn't say February in seriousness if my life depended on it. I would just, I would shock myself, like, oh, uh, don't do that, no, don't say that. It's like uh, the library. No, the library. It's like kindergarten. No, kindergarten. There are just certain words that we said as kids, and we just we didn't pay attention in February. It, it, it's like now I struggle saying it. But a, a lot of people say February. Mm-hmm. It's February. Anyway, yeah. it's the 3rd. February the 3rd. How do you say it? February. February? February. 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 Yeah, February. Huh. Okay. Do you, do, you, do you leave the R out of that right after the B? I, th- I do, which is yeah. weird because I'm one of those, I'm a, I'm a stickler for like when people say W, I, 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 I start banging my head off the closest hard surface. How about this? My wife is huge on this one. How do you say B-A-T-T-E-R-I-E-S? Oh, batteries. How do you say T-U-R-T-L-E? turtle so you you put the d sound in like i do most everybody goes batteries not batteries turtle (laughs) and it's something my wife just feels very passionate about when she teaches her kids it's it drives me it's it's funny you might say that because what i hear when people do that is the old eddie murphy bit batteries from saturday night live i'll take four of those and three batteries and it, every time I hear somebody say the T's really prevalent in the word batteries, it's all I hear is Eddie Murphy. Batteries. Do you say P-H-O-T-O or P-H-O-D-O? Do photo. You take, do you take a photo? Photo. Or photo? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> photo. Well, you know what? It's funny. It depends on what I'm talking about. We convert them to D's. We just do. It's what most people do. Anyway, it's just it's one of those weird, weird things. Well, welcome to the show. Show number 4187. And uh, that, of course, Dallas Rogers over there. I'm here in Studio 1B. And I thought Chester was dead when I came in this morning. I really did. But uh, but no, he's fine. He was just, he was weird. He he was, half his body was out the front of the, whole, the, the log. The other part was out the side. He's never done that. And, the, and it, I'd stared at him for about 30 seconds before he twitched his little, one of his 14,000 antenna. And so I, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's moved around. So anyway, everyone take a deep breath. Here's our verse for the day. Verse is two of them, Mark six, and he could do no mighty work there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. 
and he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages teaching. Where was that? That was his hometown. Not where he was born, but that was Jesus in Nazareth. And talking about the fact that, yeah, the people in his hometown, they they were like, that's uh, it's John and Mary's kid. I got one of the chairs he made when he was a, when he was a kid. That side table we've got by the bed. That was yeah, Jesus made that. <laughs> they just they were they just, and so they didn't have any expectation of God, Jesus doing anything. And and the lesson here is: What are your expectations? Do you have faith? This is an incident where Jesus just said, yeah, peace out. There's just, there's not a lot of faith here. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. We'll, um, we'll take a check of weather. Maybe. Things are loading a little weirdly this morning. So you never know what you're going to get in these short little moments. We'll be back with this date in history and um, an interesting article forwarded to me by by uh, a friend that uh, I'll get to next as well, dealing with Super Bowl One as we uh, celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions for the year on the morning show with Preston Scott. Traffic and weather on the tens. It's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio one hundred point seven WFLA. minutes almost 12 minutes after the hour it's the uh it's the morning show did you catch all things florida on uh on saturday i will be putting it on my blog page i just gotta i gotta wait for a little artwork help and uh we're still working on creating logos and all that stuff but um good reviews so far on the program hope you got a chance to uh to listen to the broadcast the uh, the date in history, we are at uh, February the 3rd, Saturday, of course, my son's birthday. Had a uh, great uh, birthday celebration for him. It's always fun when we gather most of the family. We didn't get everybody together, but we got most. And it's always fun to do that. But uh, we are at February the 3rd in the American Patriots Almanac. So we go to uh, this date in 1690. Massachusetts authorizes the first paper currency issued in America. In 1913, 16th Amendment authorizing a federal income tax is ratified. In uh, 1917, U.S. breaks off diplomatic relations with Germany after a submarine sinks the liner Housatonic off the coast of uh, Sicily. 1943, Army transport ship Dorchester sinks after being hit by another German German torpedo. And it was on this date, in 1959, it was the day that music died. Buddy Holly, Richie Valence, JP the Big Bopper Richardson killed when their chartered plane crashes in Iowa. What a tragedy that was, right? 
Got a note over the weekend from a friend, Bill Mick, who hosts Bill Mick Live in Melbourne. Every now and then we fill in for Bill. The first Super Bowl broadcast was was on two networks, but you're not allowed to watch it today. And in there is it chronicles the, the CBS version and the NBC version, NBC game called by uh, Kurt Gowdy, Paul Chrisman. They hadn't worked out an agreement to swap it around to the network, so NBC, the network of the AFL, and CBS, the network of the NFL, both had broadcast teams. My dad, Jack Whitaker, Frank Gifford, doing the, uh, the CBS version with my dad doing the play-by-play of Super Bowl number one. But, but there are a couple little-known facts here. Number one, the broadcast crews were all friends. They all got along. The, um, the broadcasters, the crews, not so much. They had to put a fence up to keep fights from breaking out between the CBS and the NBC crews. And then, and then there's this little tidbit. Both networks recorded over their broadcasts. They didn't have the technology, obviously, of the day. I, you barely would see the score of the game. The announcers would need to tell you that. They didn't have like that graphic on there all the time giving you the score, the first down, the yardage, and all that stuff, or the uh, the down and the yardage. But what's uh, what, what's interesting is one guy recorded it. guy named uh, Martin Hopped in Pennsylvania. He had an old quadruplex taping machine. He taped the thing. And his son gave the tape to the Paley Center. He retained the rights, apparently, but the tape is in the hands of the Paley Center, which is a broadcast archive site. And so they have it. But but Hopped and his and the NFL can't reach an agreement. So it stays buried. Now I have tried I don't have my connections with the NFL that I had when my when my dad was living. I used to know people there, but shortly after my dad passed away, all the people that were there when my dad was involved with the NFL, they they're all gone. And so um it's it's one of those things where I'm hoping one day to show my kids and my grandkids my dad doing the very first broadcast of the Super Bowl. It's kind of an important historic event. I wrote to the president of the Packers yesterday, Mark Murphy, and I said, can you do anything to, to get this negotiation going? Because this would be an amazing thing for the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame because the Packers were in it. Anyway, we'll see what happens, but um, just kind of a little interesting sidebar to the broadcast of Super Bowl One. 16 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. FLA at WFLAFM.com on your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos and iHeart's radio station. if you watched any of the broadcasts of the Super Bowl yesterday I watched I watched some of it I had it on in the background and caught a few of the commercials there were some funny commercials there were some good ones there were some oh you gotta be kidding me you paid money for that you paid how much to air that there are always those but I've got a (laughs) still Dallas about it I've got a, a Ram truck video clip that I've linked to on the Facebook page that's 
it's a condensed version or it's an expanded version of what was condensed and uh and and pushed out during the Super Bowl. <laughs> they've got uh they've got an 80s With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Uh, metal hair band. You know, one of those those groups. I, what, what's the name of it? I've got it written down here. The name of the band. You might know the name. I, I don't know these guys. I don't, I don't know names of bands like this. Uh, <laughs> Maxima Steel. Maximus Steel. Yeah, you ever heard of it? Huh. Okay, it's an '80s hair band, and uh, and they wrote whoever did this wrote this brilliant ten-minute song on the features of of Ram trucks. Every feature in the world, none repeated. Ten minutes, and it's classic. It really is funny. Wow. So if you want a head start on it all, you could check out the, um, the Facebook page. We've we've got it there, as well as um, as well as of course Facebook Live broadcast of the uh, of the radio program. Over the weekend, police took into custody thirty year old Hannah Romild, or Romild. You might be thinking, well, why would that be? What would cause an opera singer? from Middletown, Connecticut, in the area of Mar-a-Lago for a performance. And, you know, I had to do some dig. You know, Mar-a-Lago is owned by the Trumps now. It's a very exclusive club, but he calls it the Southern White House or the Winter White House. It's it's where he likes to go to relax. Mm -hmm. Well, this lady is at Breakers Resort north of Mar-a-Lago and no no criminal record whatsoever nothing starts dancing erratically on the on a on I I guess it was the rental jeep that she picked up at the airport the SUV rental and police are like uh you okay so she's driving erratically they pull her over and uh She's not letting them in. She's not rolling down. The, the, so they, they they break the window, and she drives off. 
She ends up driving to Mar-a-Lago, breaking through two security checkpoints, which means the Secret Service pull their weapons. They fired shots. She didn't get hit. She was tackled to the ground and arrested. They're trying to figure out what in the world. People that know her from Middletown, Connecticut are like, this is not the woman we know. And she's an opera singer? Yes. No priors. Nothing. Hmm. Can't figure out a motive. There was another woman in the vehicle at one point. They don't, they're not saying anything about, about that. She's got, I mean, she's 30 years old. <laughs> you know, did, did she just happen to drive to Mar-a-Lago? Was it just, that just happened to be the turn she took? Or was that her target? But I, I, I'll tell you what, she's lucky to be alive. I mean, she broke into a place that is guarded by, among other things, the Secret Service. And after she broke through two security checkpoints, they didn't have any choice. They had to draw weapons. So, uh, yeah, weird story there. Hey, um, coming up in eh, a little less than a half hour, Power Forward Speaker Series tomorrow, Peter Diamandis at Ruby Diamond. You want to go? I'm going to give two people a chance to win. The first caller later on is going to get two tickets to the event, two reserved seats, and two meet and greets so you can meet Peter Diamandis yourself. The second caller is going to get a pair of seats. So I'll tell you when to call. Don't call until then. Because if you do, we're going to wipe out all the people that call before I say to call. We're going to wipe you out. Scoosh. Dallas will be the hand of God on the telephone system. <laughs> the news is next. Catch up on some things. Big stories in the press box. And I got a big story that you know nothing about, and it, and it ought to scare you. Next on The Morning Show. Show with Preston Scott. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription... It's more cowbell. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. <laughs> 36 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show on Monday. It's Monday. Boy, oh boy, is it Monday. February the 3rd, show number 4187. Next hour, the new chief of police for TPD scheduled to join us. Lawrence Revel. We've got Bill Zimfer standing by in the uh, next hour. Dr. Joe Camps may or may not be able to join us this morning. He's on call, possibly going to be uh, in surgery this morning. In the uh, third hour, Sal Nuzo will join us. So we've got a, a busy day. Among the things we'll be talking about this morning, big stories in the press box, terrorist attack, at least that's what they're saying in London, stabbings. That's becoming the weapon of choice for terrorists in certain locales. Um, you know, if you are a citizen and you're in a country that doesn't allow you to protect yourself with a firearm, what do you do with that one? Not much. Not much. And stabs, stab wounds are brutally difficult. That's just, you know, Charlie Strickland, J.D. Johnson on our personal defense segments will tell you, you get in a knife fight, no one's coming out uncut. Nobody. 
this guy, who I will not name, protocol on the morning show, I don't name these people. This guy wanted his girlfriend to behead her parents and believed he was on the radar of, of, of authorities. He had been convicted of having terrorist materials and so forth three years previous, I think it was. This guy believed that it was okay to rape uh, Yazidis, anyone that was considered a Muslim, a, Yuzi, a Yazidi, because they were inferior. Because, see, the Quran gives them permission to rape those. This is what this guy believes, to rape those that are in apostasy. You should know that anyone who's not a Muslim is guilty of being engaged in apostasy. Um, no, sorry. Apostasy are, are Islamists that don't believe the way that they do. Infidels. You can do whatever you want to an infidel. And so, uh, yeah, bad news. But now we get to this. Thank you to a listener of The Morning Show. This story comes from CBS Boston. CBS Boston. And I have yet to see it picked up by any of the national sites. Do you think it's interesting that Dr. Charles Lieber, chair of Harvard University's Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology, listen to me now, has been arrested, indicted by federal agents on lying about his connections to China? Hold on. He had a contract with... Wuhan Institute of Technology. He's a chemical biologist. Where did the coronavirus originate? Two others, two Chinese nationals are indicted as well. One has been arrested. One is in China. One was indicted for trying to smuggle biological agents out of the country. Out of the United States. You think that's an important story? Now, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. 40 minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. Justice and the American way. Like Superman, only with a microphone. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Forty-one minutes after the hour, it is the morning show. Good to be with you this morning. Dallas Rogers over there, Studio One A. If you're watching on Facebook Live, he's about to take a ditch. He's got to let the chief in. He's got to let the chief of police in, so he's going to walk out. You're like, whoa! He's he's like walked out on you, Preston. That's no, all right. Joe Lieberman, think about this for a second. Former former vice presidential nominee in 2000 for the Democrats. He ran with uh, with Al Gore. He was vice presidential nominee. He said uh, the founding fathers would have intended President Trump's acquittal. He's looked at all of it. He thinks the president made mistakes. I I'm not there yet. Um, but anyway, he's he's among those that said, uh, yeah, the uh, 
the founders would have uh, intended the president to be acquitted. There's nothing here that rises to something to remove him from office. Besides, there's a vote coming up. People think he should be removed from office. They'll, they'll remove him. Dan Bongino, former Secret Service agent, said that while it's over, he, he basically trumpeted what I was saying last week. It's not over. He said, don't you find it a little odd, and I'm reading a quote, that the same people are involved in Spygate, Collusiongate, Mullergate, and this? It's all being ginned up by the, by the same folks. No surprise there whatsoever. None. None. But uh, we'll, have, we'll have the official end of this whole impeachment thing for now. There, there might be a part two. But we'll have the official end of it. You know, it'll be interesting because, you know, there are a lot of senators out there on the Democrat side running for the, for the White House. You wonder if they're going to want to take any more time to deal with this. Because every time they have to come back to Washington to vote and to deal with uh, things in committees or whatever, they're, they're in trouble. That, that takes them from campaigning. Mentioned last week, I wanted to touch on the Middle East peace agreement. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to fourpatriots.com slash on the right. That's four patriots, the number four, patriots.com slash on the right. Guy named Dr. Kanta Ahmed, a Muslim scholar, said on Fox and Friends last week if the Palestinians don't take this offer, they're walking away from an extraordinary opportunity. President uh, has called for a two-state solution with the creation of a future state of Palestine. Palestinians would have to meet certain benchmarks, rooting out terrorism, stopping pay to slay, implementing steps towards free speech, political reforms to become a state. The deal called for a construction of a tunnel connecting the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. $50 billion over the next 10 years promised in international investment in a new Palestinian state. Ahmed said it's very important to realize that this is the first time a Palestinian state would be internationally recognized as a sovereign nation. But now you get to the rest of the story. And, and I'll get to that here in just a couple minutes, but, but the reality is that there's one fundamental problem that is being picked up more and more by more and more people. Palestinian leadership 
doesn't want to coexist with Israel. The existence of Israel is an affront. You know, it's important to note what happened when Israel reformed as a nation in, what, 1948? In 1948, by the end of the first day of their declaration as a nation, they were invited, invaded and attacked by every nation around them. Yet survived. Me, I see that as the hand of God, but that's just me. But there's more. We'll get to that in just a second. 46 minutes after the hour. It is Monday. Hang in there. It'll get better. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? On WFLA. Deep breath. Back with you this morning. It's Monday, February 3rd on the morning show. A few minutes away from uh, having on the program for the first time the new chief of police for Tallahassee. Chief Lawrence Revel will join us in studio for the half hour. We'll uh, talk about, um, well, it's it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, few months for the chief and uh, and then what lies ahead. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Hey, before we uh, move on, in the program here, I said about a half hour ago, I'm going to give you a chance to go to the Power Forward Speaker Series with Peter Diamandis. Now, Peter is the founder of Singularity University, co-founder of the X Prize. The guy's, the guy's man, and and his book, Bold, is is really good. I've given that a little bit of a read, and uh, have enjoyed it very much. If you'd like to go. And if you'd like to do a little meet and greet, be the first caller right now. It's tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. You're a business manager, an entrepreneur, an owner, a mover shaker, somebody that, you know, you you want to learn about how to maximize your opportunities in business. First caller right now at 850-205-9352 is going to get meet and greet passes to meet Peter Diamandis before the event and two tickets to the event. First caller, 850-205-9352. Caller number two is going to get a pair of tickets. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to go see Peter Diamandis. And the tickets will be available under your name at Will Call. So be prepared to show identification. So call now. And uh, it's as simple as that. we got callers in the queue. And so uh, good luck to you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there tomorrow afternoon as well. Cal Thomas had something to say about the um, president's Middle East peace plan. He said there's a fatal flaw. He said, uh, has anything changed in the last 20 years? You know, Bill Clinton, at the end of his presidency, Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak PLO leader Yasser Arafat met at Camp David. Rock offered almost all of what Arafat asked for in exchange for making peace. Arafat rejected the offer. The reason? Palestinian leadership does not want to make peace with Israel. Their goal is to eliminate it. 
Cal Thomas writes, now comes President Trump with his own peace plan, offering statehood, prosperity, peace. Has anything changed in the last 20 years? Indeed, since 1948, when the Arabs rejected the idea of a Jewish state and launched the first of numerous wars. Thomas makes a really important point here. He said the Palestinian Charter, Article 9 states, and I quote, armed struggle is the only way to liberate Palestine and is therefore a strategy, not a tactic. Palestinian Arab people affirms its absolute resolution and abiding determination to pursue the armed struggle and to march towards forward towards the armed popular revolution, to liberate its homeland and restore its right to a natural life and exercise its right of self-determination national sovereignty. One of the requirements of the Trump peace proposal is rejecting violence. Palestinians have to, and that includes... Islamic Jihad, Hamas, and so forth. The problem is that none of those organizations, none of those groups, admit the right of Israel to exist. And so therein lies the big problem. Problem is, it, uh, it just, it's not going to work. And so um, I, I love the fact that he tried. But in this case, you got to have two to dance. And Israel obviously wants peace, but not at the expense of its national security and its existence. They've been there, done that. Not going to go through it again. So uh, there you have it. We've got, uh, we've got weather, traffic. For some of you, your first sound of traffic for the morning check of uh, news come back and uh, talk with the new head lawman for the city of tallahassee lawrence rebel we are just getting started it's our number one of the morning show with preston scott Number two of the morning show with Preston Scott over there in Studio 1A is Dallas Rogers. I'm merely Preston, and I'm relegated here to Studio 1B. It's great to be with you. Chester is yeah, Chester's sulking over there in Studio 1C, and I'm pleased to have with me in studio um, the chief of police for the city of Tallahassee, Lawrence Revel. Does it, have you gotten used to hearing chief of police? No, I joke with my kids all the time. When I come home, they say, does your face still hurt from smiling all the time? So you still haven't gotten used to it. <laughs> Give us a little snapshot. My brothers were in law enforcement. One retired after walking a street beat for about 25 years and then right. went into some other things. And and uh, and, and so I, I know what it's like from a brother's perspective. Sure. I know what they brought home. I know the types of things that, that they faced from a personal and, and professional standpoint. When did you decide you wanted to be a police officer? Well, I'm... I'm I'm from five different generations of of law enforcement. Oh, uh, my father was a sh uh, captain with the sheriff's department here. My uncle Gene was a captain with the sheriff's department here, and I had five cousins over there. Uh, my grandfather was a sheriff in Liberty County. Um, so did I you said, have a choice? <laughs> well, I thought I did, and for a while I tried different things. Uh, when I was at FAMU, I was in architectural engineering. Actually. Okay, um, did that for a few years, um, but just you know, the calling was to law enforcement. Eventually, gave into that. Um, so it's, yeah, it's in our blood. It's what we do. 
If I were to ask you, can you remember the very, very, very first time the idea of one day being, maybe not Tallahassee, maybe somewhere else, I don't know, being a chief of police ever entered your mind? Well, it, it did not and, and until Chief DeLeo left. Um, you know, I've always wanted to be in this community and serve this community. Okay. Never wanted to be anywhere else, uh, go anywhere else. Um, and just didn't think that opportunity, you know, would be there, would be available. Um, but um, when Chief DeLeo um, stepped away, um, I prayed about it a lot yeah. and, and felt a, just an amazing piece um, that that's exactly what I should do and had that piece throughout that whole process. So how things unfolded, you feel as though there's almost like a little divine providence involved in oh, this. Oh, not a little, complete divine providence. Okay. Yeah. When you got named the chief, when you got that phone call, because Antonio Gilliam was first named the chief of police. Sure. When you got the call mm-hmm. that things have changed, how how things go in the Revel home? Uh, they were interesting. Uh, conversations uh, with my wife, Kim, um, you know, just about just sitting back and letting God work. You know, I mean, really, we did. We just had a piece that um, transcended this whole process Mm -hmm. and uh you know when tony was chosen i i just assumed that was god's will and called him and told him that and we had several conversations uh you know about moving forward together seemed like Um, a good guy and had good good you know good resume he is a great guy had several conversations with him before and after his decision um and uh you know but again i I just truly believe it's god's will I, i believe this is where we're supposed to be and and uh, I'm excited about the opportunity. You've served under how many police chiefs in Tallahassee? Five chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I started under Tucker. Did yeah. you did you keep any kind of a notebook on just kind of what you've observed? I mean, how did you absorb what they did in leadership as a police chief that might be useful to you now? Yeah, more of a mental notebook. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, from my father being in command staff um, pretty much my whole life, um, and, and watching his leadership style and hearing from others and then watching, you know, I learned very early in, in the FTO program at the police department um, that the, that is designed. You're with four different. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Front trainers. What's FTO? Field training officers. Okay. Um, so when you become an officer, you, you go in our field training officer program. Um, you're with four different officers. Um, and the purpose of that is so that you learn from each one of them. Doesn't mean that their way is exactly right, but you learn different techniques from them, different skills from from each one of them. And what that taught me very early on was to absorb, like you say, um, the best that each of them had to offer. Um, and so I applied that to our chiefs as well. And looking back over their careers and the things that they did, um, you know, and each one of them, you know, had had strengths. Yeah. Um, each one of them, you know, had things that you you may not want to do like they did. 
Um, and it doesn't mean they're wrong. It's just a difference of a Different, yeah. He's the new chief of police for Tallahassee, Lawrence Rebel. My guest, he's going to be with me for the rest of the half hour. Got a lot to talk about. We'll get to a little bit more nuts and bolts. We just, this is kind of like a lunch date here between us. And so uh, we're keeping it light and easy here. Ten minutes after the hour, check weather and traffic on the morning show with Preston Scott. To your opinions and tell you you're wrong. The morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. <laughs> Back with you, 11 minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott, Chief Lawrence Revel, Tallahassee Police Department. When you um, when you think through the trajectory of your career, mm-hmm. what do you think is the most useful to you that you've personally experienced as you become the chief, being just one of the, the men and women that serve? Uh, or something you, you else? A mentor, basically? Whatever. Yeah. What do you think is going to be most useful to you? Um probably Tom Coe. I, I, you know, I, I'm just, a. uh, he's always been a mentor of mine. He, okay. uh, was friends with my dad, um, and hired me. Um, I think part of that was more of a, a competition with Larry Campbell, but, um, uh, just, I, I always admired the way he handled himself, um, the way he handled the police department. Um, you know, anytime conflicts arose, um, very calm, you know, thoughtful, um, you know, but, a, but a cop's cop as well. Um, you know, he, he is, um, again, he's just a mentor. Um, you know, I, I think Sheriff McNeil, I mean, I was there for a long time sure. and, and he's a good friend of mine. Um, you know, and, and he started the chaplain program, which I was a part of for nearly 20 years. Um, you know, big part of my career. They, they all, they all, you know, contribute like we were talking earlier. Um, just, you know, you try to pull those strengths that mm-hmm. they have, um, into the chief that you want to be. But the biggest part of, of what I would say, Preston is, I've always said if I ever sat in this seat, you know, I would remember what it was like to be boots on the ground. Um, you know, because when you're boots on the ground, you're always saying, man, if I was in that seat, I would do this or I would do that. Um, you know, and I've always tried to remember those things that I said at that point, um, And I'm trying to do those things now to support our officers. How important is it or is there even a way? Because obviously you're in a position now that has a tremendous amount of administrative responsibility. Right. But one of the things that I hear sometimes is that on occasion, and I've heard this from people that have occupied the chair of being a chief or sure. being a sheriff, losing touch with being on the street, losing touch with active investigation of sure. a crime and so forth. Is there a way to do both? Is there a way to stay actively in the loop and sort of still feel part of that while fulfilling the role of being the chief? Yeah, I, I definitely think there is. Um, you know, I, Right now, you know, the pace is pretty quick. Um, so, you know, I don't have the opportunity to go out and, and do to ride, to ride with the officers. Uh, right. That is something I plan to do. Okay. Um, I've committed to them and have, have kept uh, being at check-ons um, at least once a month. Check-ons uh, are? Check-ons are where our officers all come together at the police department. They do it once a week on Thursdays mm-hmm. um, where we can lay eyes on them, talk to them about issues that are going on in the department. Most of the time they check on directly into the field with their computers. Um, but this is a chance to bring everybody together, you know, have that uh, time where we talk about bolos. We talk about trends within crime in the community. We pass things from one shift to another. Um, but we do that once a week. 
Now, we used to do it every day when I started, um, but with technology, you know, that became something that wasn't as necessary. Um, but you still need to put eyes on your people. You still need to see them. You still need to make sure they're okay. You still need to make sure that they're dressing prof- professionally and, 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 you know, holding our standard. Um, but that's a great opportunity, you know, for me to sit and listen to them um, about the concerns that they have. So we do that once a month at least. New Tallahassee Police Chief Lawrence Revel with me. we got one more segment. We'll have a little bit more time when we come back. Obviously, there are a lot of things on the plate. I'm going to ask him, is there a priority one? I can think of about three or four that would be on my list, but what's on his? That and more when we come back on The Morning Show with Preston Scott, TPD Chief Lawrence Revel with me and my guest. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And free. And iHeart's radio station. Back with new Tallahassee Police Chief Lawrence Revel on the morning show with Preston Scott. And um, I teased the question priorities how do you sort through because to me there's some pretty big ones you've got the new hq coming that's right you got to be excited about that very excited so we'll set that one to the side that one's off the list so what is priority one uh priority one for me i've said all along is is rebuilding or enhancing is probably a better word um, the relationship between the police department and all of our community we have tremendous support in the community but there are areas in our community um, where there's not as much support. So is is it is any of that? And I, I don't mean to oversimplify, Chief, but is is that really the responsibility of TPD that the relationship is is broken, or is that more a result of the national narrative that I think's been made up out of out of thin blue, you know, yeah, uh, I, sky? I, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. I take it as a personal responsibility. Okay, as a lifelong resident growing up on the South Side. Um, you know, and working with the police department for 28 years, I take it as a personal priority um, because it's just something I want to see happen. I believe it's necessary. Um, I believe, you know, that it will um, enhance the quality of life for every one of our citizens. And that's truly important to me. A lot of people would be surprised to learn of the depth of gang activity in this community Mm -hmm. there's north side south side there's affiliates of the bloods and the crips and all their subsections is there a way to root that out yes i mean and and i talk a lot in the community and you know people different with differ with me and you you may actually differ with me you know in that you know the traditional gangs the bloods and the crips and those type of things um where we have some affiliation to those the, the organization is not there um, our groups basically are groups that live together um, and run together. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, there's not the the true affiliation that you would see at a national level of those type of gangs. Um, you know, so when, you know when we talk about those type of things. But to answer your question, yes, we absolutely um, can work with our other law enforcement agencies and and Jack Campbell State Attorney's Office and are working with them currently, and we identify who those are our most prolific offenders. Um, so that when we do arrest them, whether it's for something serious or minor, um, the state attorney knows who those prolific offenders are. And when they go before first appearance, uh, first appearance, they make sure um, that they are seeking the maximum sentences they can get um, for those or programs where juveniles are involved, you know, because 
you know, hopefully we can send them off to, to a program. Hopefully, you know, they'll get some rehabilitation there. Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is that they will be out of our community and not um, victimizing our, our community while that occurs. Chief Revel, the, um, I guess it's, it's one of those elephants in the room, and that is the staffing. Sure. You know, I've, I'll, be, I'll be critical of them so you don't have to be. I was very critical of the city commission for better than a decade because I just didn't think that they were adequately funding TPD and providing enough money to hire officers. Now you've got the PR problem. A lot of people just don't want to be police officers and deal with the public relations headache right. of being one. So let's say you can turn that around, create an environment where people want to come and be a police officer. I don't think the community understands how short-staffed you are. I don't think they have a clue either. Um, back in 2000, um, a study was done of the police department, and at that time, um, they said our staffing should have been doubled. Um, I would think at that time we were around two, probably 280 um, sworn. Um, so we were supposed to be 500 in 2000, 20 years ago. Um, we easily could be seven, 800 person um, agency based on our size and our crime level. Um, so. Yes, trying to recruit people, and, and, and I will say the city commission, the current city commission, the mayor, um, city manager, and deputy city manager have been nothing but supportive of me um, and our efforts to get that done. Um, not only the current vacancies that we have, if we can get those filled, but even more officers on top of that, um, you know, when that comes, it's no point in asking for them currently because we need to fill the vacancies that we have. Sure. Um, but, but I do have that assurance that when we get those vacancies filled and we will, we're looking at many different options to do that. Um, but once we get that done, we can move beyond that and then increase our numbers even more. We're, we're still, you know, way below where we need to be. That obviously creates almost a, a game of problematic odds for the bad guys. They, they kind of just sort of calculate that oh, they're short staffed. And so we'll take our chances because if you're not there, you're not there. <laughs> Well, and, and that's true, and it, but it's more in the lines of because our officers go call to call to call, and I've said this many times, our officers spend about 85% of their time answering calls for service. Yeah. Um, and the FBI study, the FBI did a study years ago which showed to do community policing effectively, it should be about 45% answering calls for service. Um, so by the time our officers you know, write their reports, there's no time for community policing. There's no time to get out of their cars and walk and talk to people and get to know their community. Sure. All the things that, that I want our officers to do and they want to do, there's just not time for them to do. And so staffing is the only thing that's truly going to address that. Well, one of the things we'll have is time. I'm, I'm really excited, and thank you for agreeing to coming on the program monthly. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate it very much, and congratulations on the job. Thank you. He is the new chief of police for Tallahassee, Lawrence Rebel. My guest, he'll be with me the first month. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. 
Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Day of each month. And uh, we're looking forward to that relationship growing and us being able to talk about the things that impact the capital city. All right, 27 minutes after the hour. We've got the news coming up next. And uh, Bill Zimfer on deck on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. 60% of the time, it works every time. On WFLA. Sometimes the stars just line up. And sometimes they're on this radio program. He is. Bill Zimfer. We are going, excuse me, we're going to do a rare two-segment session here with Bill Zimfer. Bill, good morning. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm great, Preston. Good morning. Let's do the the most important stories here first. London's terror attack. I don't want to name the crud. Uh, crud yep. ball that's responsible here, but but man, it had been relatively quiet on that front in the UK, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Although this is a familiar pattern, back on November 29th, almost the same thing happened, where a, a suspect started stabbing people, was shot and killed by police. In that case, two people died. This one ended a little bit better. Uh, the gunman or the uh, the suspect, of course, was shot and killed by police. He did wound two people. One initially was said to have a life-threatening wound, but uh, that a man in his 40s, he has stabilized, and we understand he will recover. A woman in her 50s was treated and released from the hospital for a cut wound, and a woman in her 20s was cut by flying glass when uh, police opened fire and it shattered some of the windows. But again, the suspect is dead. And uh, you wonder why or how there was such a quick police response here. It's because, if you can believe it, this suspect was under surveillance because he'd just been released from prison where he had served uh, over a year and a half on terror-related Wow. So, uh, so the police had him under surveillance, and as soon as this incident started, uh, plainclothes officers were right there on the scene and were able to take out the suspect. Wow. So he's on the radar. Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the UK, saying that he wants to introduce ideas, legislation that would change how they deal with terrorists. Yeah, because here, uh, this uh, person was sentenced to about a three-year prison term for just having uh, the information, documentation, and other information related to terrorism, and also his writings were extremely scary. Uh, and he was put in jail for three years and released in a year and a half. And it was an automatic release, we understand, that if there are no incidents in prison, you're eligible for release. Well, Boris Johnson is saying, no, we got, we got to change things. we got to make fundamental changes, he says, to the system of dealing with convicted terror offenders. And he says it's just uh, it's right that those individuals are kept behind bars. So he is going to announce those changes today. And uh, they're, they're going to put the clamps even more on a situation in, that in London in particular seems to draw this type of activity. Bill, I, I came across a story yesterday. I'm wondering if you've seen it on any national feed yet, the arrest of Dr. Charles Lieber, Harvard University's chair, 
of the Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology and work he'd been doing and lied about with China. This is incredible. And no, I have not seen it on anything else yet, Preston. After uh, you informed me about it and tipped me off to it, I uh, started looking into this. And it really is an incredible uh, story here that uh, three people, uh, including the gentleman you talked about, Dr. Charles Lieber, uh, are now uh, facing charges. They've been indicted about lying about uh, their ties to China and doing work for the Chinese government. Yeah, this is something that, well, uh, maybe it's understandable in today's news cycle with everything going on. These kind of stories get overwhelmed sometimes, but and this one is out of Boston. So uh, it really is disturbing that could there be that strong a Chinese government influence on things that are happening in this country? And this is something we've heard about from the administration, and we've heard warnings about that China's influence is far wider than we know. And that's one of the reasons that we're urging other countries not to use Huawei, the Chinese telecom company's equipment, when we expand 5G networks. We're not doing it in this country, and uh, we're urging other countries to do the same, although so far Great Britain has said they will use some of their equipment, and uh, so has Germany. So, uh, yeah, it's not just crying wolf from the United States. Bill Zimfer with us. He's going to stick around for another special segment here this morning, a post-Super Bowl segment. Uh, the postscript on this story with Dr. Charles Lieber is he was working with the Wuhan Institute of Technology. Do you, by the way, know where that coronavirus allegedly started? Yeah, just uh, conspiracy buffs unite. Wowzers, 40 minutes after the hour. You, the facts. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Well, since I'm addicted to naming things, this is our bonus bill time. <laughs> bill Zimfer with us for another segment. We had to do this because in the bill folder segment on Friday, you broke out the uh, Super Bowl prop bets between you and me. How'd we do? Well, there's a controversy here, Preston. Uh -oh. We got, yeah. Yeah, we have a controversy here. If I remember, the first one was on the coin toss, which you chose tails, which was correct. Yes. Uh, so you got that one. The national anthem over-under. The over-under was two minutes and one second, and I actually had a, a stopwatch on it as it was being sung by Demi Lovato, and it was under. So I believe you won that one, too. By the way, she blew it. She still took too long. Because the fact of the matter is, that flyby went by before she finished. Oh, yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I, as I was timing it, I was thinking, wow, she is really ripping through this. But the last line yes. took forever. Yes, yeah. yes. And then yeah. you, you heard the Jets and they didn't cut to it because she was right. doing the big note at the end. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but that was still a win for you. Okay. Now... The bet on the Hawaiian shirt, that was kind of a gimme for me. Yeah. You know, that uh, I had that. Then we had uh, the uh, bet on whether one of the halftime performers would be suspended in air at any time uh, during, the, uh, during that. And, uh, and, it, and I think you got that one, too. Okay. But here's where the, the controversy comes in. By the way, what did you think it, of the halftime show? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, mm. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. had you heard of one of those songs ever in your life? Um, no, but that's not <laughs> unusual. <laughs> you got to remember who you're dealing with here. Yeah. Okay. Um, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the other, the, but that we there was a bet on tweets having to do with the president. Yes, sir. And it was an over/under on presidential tweets. Now, what was not clarified here? is whether retweets counted. Did it have to be direct tweets from the president or retweets? Because that makes a difference in the over-under. If it's direct tweets, it's under, which I think I had. Yes. And if it's retweets, it would be the over, which you had. So there's a bit of a controversy here. I would say uh, because it wasn't clarified, we call it a push. That's a push. <laughs> the ref agrees. Especially because that means I win. <laughs> Well, wait a minute now. <laughs> okay, maybe I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> this may have to be. Yeah, yeah. This may have to be determined down the road. There have. There may have to be a tiebreaker bet at some point. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy the game? I well, I thought it was a great game, and and that's the most important thing. We had a fantastic game here. Uh, I, I hey, you're tied at halftime, ten to ten. Uh, Kansas City has to come from behind. I thought it was a tremendous game, and most importantly, it turned out the way I thought it would. Did we? Obviously, I was happy for Andy Reid. I was hoping yeah. for for him to get his Super Bowl. Um, your your review of the Super Bowl commercials, overall quality, uh, overall quality, one to ten, yeah. ten being outstanding, one being terrible, sophomoric. What where where are you at? I I'm in. The, I'll I'd, I'd give it a five. Okay. Because there were there were some that were good. Others, I continue to say, wait a minute, you paid five and a half million dollars <laughs> for this commercial, and this is what you came up with. Yeah. Uh, I think you've got to have a special commercial for the Super Bowl. There were some there, but there were some that was like, wait, well, wait a minute. Yeah, this is what you came up with. Maybe you need a new ad agency. Good stuff, Bill. Thank you very much. Appreciate you tracking the prop bets. We both uh, hung in there. We did. Thanks, Preston. Thank you. Bill Zimfer with us this morning on the morning show with Preston Scott, 46 minutes after the hour. Next hour, Sal Nuzo from the James Madison Institute. We'll talk about the legislative session that was and is to come. As we continue on Monday, February the 3rd, it's show number 4187 of the morning show. Morning show with Preston Scott. I say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Alrighty. Am I back? Yeah. F- 51 minutes after the hour. You okay over there? I think I just figured out what's been happening technologically with us all morning because I just watched you do it, and it's not your fault. It's something that they've hooked. They've hooked our two our two mixing consoles are hooked together. Yeah. So what I'm listening to is a feed from your room. That's how. That's why I know the. Oh, something's something's punched up there that shouldn't be. You're right, but yeah, I just figured it out though. So now I got to figure out how to fix it. Good luck. Give me a hammer. Percussion engineering begins. Wait a minute. Switch camera off. <laughs> off Dallas. On to me. Oh, Dallas is still in that shot. <laughs> Sorry, bud. There's nothing you can do. Uh, unless I get rid of that camera shot. Whew. Big stories in the press box. Obviously, we talked about the um, story with Bill Zimfer about London. 
and uh, the stabbing declared a terrorist-related incident, three injured. We have not talked yet about... Uh, real. It's important that you understand this, and and I am, you know, even though the, the expression conspiracy theory can go in so many different directions, right? I mean, it, if you were to challenge yourself, define a conspiracy theory where, what, two or more people are involved in changing an outcome or an event for a third party. Two or more people plot, plan for there to be an outcome that, imp- that impacts a third party. So you, you decide. And we don't know enough yet, but it sure is tantalizing. Because the story's nowhere, and you start to wonder, is that story nowhere because... We don't want there to be the possibility of thought that China could be involved in biological warfare. Now, it was it was rumbled and murmured the moment the coronavirus was talked about that it was a biological attack on uh, on the Chinese people by China. They were testing a biological agent on their own people. That was out there, all right? What I'm talking about, CBS Boston reporting Dr. Charles Lieber, the chair of the Harvard University Department, this is important, Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology, lied to the university, to the hospital, and to the feds about ties to China. These are three different people. He's one of them. China paid Dr. Lieber hundreds of thousands of dollars for his involvement with the Chinese entities and for his work on research for Chinese gain. What kind of research? Chemistry and chemical biology. That's important. But here's the contract. The contract was with Wuhan Institute of Technology. Wuhan is the village where allegedly the coronavirus is ground zero. And that market, right? In the village of Wuhan. Wow. Now that's a really remarkable coincidence. Yeah. And it and it could be just that. But it can't be ignored. Exactly. And so now, okay, and and the, a second guy is a Chinese national working as a researcher at Boston University. He um he's a lieutenant in the Chinese military. They didn't he didn't say anything about that to U.S. officials or the university while he was there researching at Boston University. And um, and then there's a third, a Chinese national, Zhaozhong Zheng, sponsored by Harvard, working as a researcher at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. He was caught at Logan Airport in December smuggling biological material out of the country. Now, we don't know specifics beyond that. That's what we know. But here's what adds fuel to this whole thing. It's not being picked up anywhere in the mainstream media. Yeah, that's weird. That is, that's, anything biological that's not getting picked up by the mainstream media should scare you. I found it because a listener found it and sent it to me. What? She found it on her Facebook feed, linked to it. I did the back digging and found it on the Boston CBS website. 
talk legislative session next on the morning show with Preston Scott. Studio 1A's Dallas Rogers. Did you did you conquer your own Kilimanjaro? I did. That a boy. Okay. It's been a rough morning for Dallas over there in Studio 1A. We got a gremlin that comes in here and likes to push buttons and then change them. Just like one or two buttons so that everything else looks right. <laughs> but it's done. No. It's we're over. Good. We're good. There we go. We are joined as we are during the legislative session most Mondays. We have a President's Day coming up that I didn't know about that's actually a holiday. The school system and iHeartMedia never acknowledge President's Day as a holiday. We are this year. And so we have that off, so we're bumping our, our visit to a Tuesday. But normally, Sal Nuzo with the James Madison Institute is our guy. He tells us what's going on in the session. How would you... How would you judge the session so far? Seems like everybody's pretty collegial and everything's kind of going along swimmingly. It, it was. We're starting to see some of the cracks. Okay. Uh, that's... And, it, and it's largely on policy. A lot of times you'll see uh, years where the cracks come on budgeting issues or, or where uh, where they're allocating funding mm-hmm. uh, and priorities there. Uh, we're starting to see some of the cracks on the policy issues, which is going to be interesting to follow from a, from a policy nerd. You know, yeah. I, I, it's what we pay attention to. How is the um, how is the budget shaping up? I mean, proposals started coming out, right? Yep, uh, budget uh, proposals came out from the House and Senate last week. Uh, they are about a billion point four uh, apart on their yeah <sighs> Nothing. yeah accounting errors, rounding change, errors, yeah change. Uh, but uh, the Senate came in at ninety two point eight. The House is at ninety one point four, which in both cases is a relatively flat budget per capita in terms of the growth rate from the prior year. So and where's the governor? Uh, governor was at ninety one point six, ninety one point five. So they're all real close oh, together yeah, here. Yeah, the differences are minor. They're coming in in a number of different uh, arenas for example both of them have uh, pay bumps for teachers the senate has i think 600 million the uh, house has 500 million one of the uh, other issues that they're uh, going through is whether or not or how much to raise uh, salaries for state employees yeah the uh, the senate wants an across the board i think it's three percent salary mm-hmm. increase the house's uh increase depending on where you fall in your salary is either better or worse if you're over like fifty one thousand dollars a year uh you you get a less of an increase but if you're below fifty one thousand dollars per year you potentially get a, a higher increase in the senate's proposal but this the houses is a little bit less expensive uh there you've got um a, there's about a hundred million dollars apart or spread on their uh education funding proposals and that's excluding the teacher's that's salary Issue. Yeah, that's just the F, the FEFP, the Florida Education yep. fi- yeah, Finance Program. Uh, the House is deciding once again to try and put Visit Florida out of business. And so you've got about a $50 million uh, gap. Between- Do you have a policy opinion on that? Um, to the extent that we've largely stayed out of it, uh, just because it can kind of get toxic. With that being said, to the extent that we are going to fund any kind of tourism marketing, it needs to be completely neutral as far as, uh, industry industries go. The Promote one, the state. The state. 
One of the things that I found very uh, enlightening, and it came out of an, uh, an op-ed piece that Speaker Jose Oliva had put forward uh, before the session had started, is that the money that Visit Florida is using from taxpayers is a drop in the bucket compared to what the counties use that they get from the bed tax and some other sources. So you kind of have a whole lot of duplication of effort here. You've got the counties that are promoting themselves using taxpayer dollars through the, the bed tax that they mm-hmm. get in that's specifically allocated for, for tourism marketing at the county level. Then you've got this agency at the state level that's also doing a whole host of stuff. Uh, and uh, he's got a case to make that there is very little return left when you factor in all of the the county money that's being spent as far as you know 30 to 50 million dollars of taxpayer dollars sal nuzo with the james madison institute my guest talk about some policy as well as uh what's to come in the rest of the half hour 10 minutes past check weather and traffic this morning show with preston scott i've local land laughter it's the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. I will always remember this as the bump that stumped David Allen when I told him that this was uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, and he didn't believe me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, this is this was uh yeah, it's like who loves you? Who loves you, baby? Wow. Who loves you, baby? I, I would never have yeah. picked. Yeah, no one remembers that. I do. It's one of those weird oddities. Because David is probably like Dallas. He, they know music like the back of their hand. And so on those rare occasions when I knew something he didn't know, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> David stumped me on Rush once and Oh yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. But but I, I would catch him off guard from time to time on the bumps. Uh, Sal Nuzo with me. Uh policy stuff that got kicked around and moved a little bit. What do you think? Sure. Uh, pale- uh, parental consent uh, for notifica- uh, notification on abortion. Uh, it, it currently is notification. It's going to be shifting to parental consent. It does look like the, ho- uh, the House passed their bill. The Senate is going to take up uh, the the bill as well. And uh, it's one of those few ones from the state of the state address where the governor said, bring me this bill. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's the first bill that Governor DeSantis signs uh, this this session. Uh, and that uh, kind of it, it kind of plants a flag in his uh, social conservative credentials, I think. Um, secondly, uh, there's some stuff going around on uh, I call them the booze bills. Yeah, every session we'll see something happening. Uh, it, it, it may be the growler ban bring that it, up. yeah it could be the wall uh tear down this wall yeah. uh, between uh the separation between uh uh grocery stores and 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 alcohol sales this year they're looking at uh, allowing consumers to be able to take home from a restaurant uh partially consumed bottles of wine along with some size uh things as well then you've got uh interestingly there's a, a wonky concept in drug pricing called pharmacy benefit managers uh it's largely gone under the radar except for the nerds who pay attention to it uh and they are the middlemen between a drug manufacturer and your pharmacist who dispenses it okay and a lot of research being done and kind of put forward that they are uh, a far greater 
contributor to high drug prices Interesting. Uh, than, than you would uh, otherwise know about. And so there's some research that the House and the Senate are both workshopping and looking at doing some uh, some regulations. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4 slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Restrictions to kind of, and there are things like gag clauses, like if a pharmacist, um, uh, unless you specifically ask a question about a cheaper version, a pharmacist is by by law or by contract unable to provide you with cheaper advice. Uh, and so there's some things like that that would kind of uh, reform the PBM, as we call them, uh, industry. The NCAA compensation use of image and likeness continues to move forward. I talked about that yep. in, the, in the news last week. Do you see this ever, and, and setting aside my opinion on it, sure. do you see this ever becoming an issue in that a, a, a athlete forfeits their amateur status, even though that, the way the NCAA runs that, uh, is as convoluted and confusing as it can possibly be with some kids being allowed to, in essence, be professional baseball players, track and field athletes, swimmers, divers. Uh, yeah. Yep. And others not. Is this going to make this even more complicated? Do you think my guess is, is that from the California legislation to what Florida is doing, the NCAA is going to take a wholesale look at how that all works and at least attempt to come up with a more equitable plan that cuts across all sports. I I can't imagine them not uh, doing something like that. Policy differences. We got about 45 seconds. What are the big ones? Criminal justice, I think, is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh, the House is, is it looks like, uh, kind of stalling a little bit on the Senate's big priority from uh, Senator Rob Bradley and Senator Jeff Brandis. The other one I would uh, talk about is, um, let's see, what do we got here? DNA genetic information. This is a priority of Speaker-designate Chris Sproul's. Uh, the bill passed unanimously through all committees and only one no vote on the House floor. The Senate is kind of taking a, uh, a a much more reasonable approach and kind of dialing back where the Speaker-designate wants to go on that. Sal Nuzzo of the James Madison Institute. We're talking about what's going on in the legislative session you need to be aware of. And we're just giving you a little bit of a thumbnail sketch of it all. We come back. What's coming up this week? It should be on your radar. It's 16 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. 
WFLA. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. Yes! And iHeart's radio station. Twenty-one minutes after the hour, it is the morning show with Preston Scott back in studio with me yet again, Sal Nuzo. We do this every week during the session, monthly thereafter, unless there's something that requires an additional visit. I'm happy to visit anytime you I, invite me, and I know that we've had one famous debate, and <laughs> I'm sure there will be others in our future. But, sure. Um, uh, you, and before we move to the stuff this week, are there any other policy differences? Because I kind of cut you short there in time that you think really need to be on the radar of our listeners. The only other one I would mention is to pay attention. We've talked many, many years about licensing reform and deregulation. Yeah. The House is all in on deregulation and kind of the four policy positions of the governor uh, with respect to that. The Senate is, just as the House is stalling on one thing, the Senate is uh, doing what the Senate does on that front. And what's going to be interesting is as the discussions and debates turn from policy into the budget Mm -hmm. and then into kind of conferencing and landing the plane of session where do they arrive at in in either compromising or taking up each's uh priorities there are there ever issues they just don't compromise on oh yeah all the time yeah Yeah. there there are things that uh there there's an uh uh, a phrase from i can't remember which uh, senate president uh it did uttered it it was you know bills are dying people it kind of happens each session where you get into that kind of last few days and it's what can make it across the finish line before they signy die what should be on our radar for the week this week pay attention to uh the communication services tax it looks like they are going to be moving to cut that why Uh, does that matter to people because every single person pays it uh, almost ever unless you live off the grid you pay the communication services tax there's a state component and local components and how does it show up uh, it shows up in your cell phone bills your cable bills just about anything that connects to anything wired or wireless you're going to pay a, a, a cst on can i ask you uh, sure. and you might not know the answer to this but let's say you've got xfinity yep and you have a cell phone yep. and you have cable and internet are you paying separate fees for each of them? You are indeed, especially on uh, the fact that like I've got Xfinity Mobile and I've got Xfinity Cable and Internet. I've paid it multiple times. You not only pay it multiple times, you pay it at the state level and then you pay it for Leon County. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a nightmare. And consequently, as you can imagine, what a it's, scam. it's 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 one of the highest in the country. Uh, and uh, who and, wants to do what? Uh, they want the Senate wants to lower it. The House wants to lower it. It's okay. a question of how much they can lower it because as you can imagine it's it's a pretty hefty uh, revenue chunk even just kind of coming down one percentage point is is a lot of money so they got to figure out how to navigate that what else is coming up this week Healthcare. this is a really really cool uh policy uh proposal that the uh, the House has taken up and championed. The Senate's looking at it now. The uh, concept of automated pharmaceutical dispensing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have had uh, these... Uh, uh, it's kind of a demonstration that I've been to a couple of times now. It looks like a massive ATM. It's positioned at a CVS or or, or a Walgreens or whatever. 
and it, you kind of put your prescription in. It's got a special code on. A video pops up. You're able to talk in real time to a pharmacist, and uh, they ask some questions. You're able to, to to interact with them, and then when it's done, you get your your prescription right then and there. A couple of caveats: no narcotics, right? And as you can imagine, it's it's kind of it's not everything that you could possibly get, but it's a lot of the the, the popular yeah, ones, the popular the antibiotics ones. and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. penicillin, amoxicillin, you know the the Lipitor's the all of the stuff that you would take, a lot of folks take. And this is a, a, a kind of an element of trying to get people access to care. And care can mean seeing a doctor. It can mean getting the prescriptions you need. And so this is one where, as you can imagine, there's a little bit of anxiety on, you know, not seeing a pharmacist in person versus a video. There's concerns about, well, is this someone in India or is it someone in California or is it someone in Florida that you're talking to? What are the licensing kind of uh, issues that... That come up so there th- that's are there lobbying groups opposing or, or is it more of a let's see what they do and then we'll oppose i think it's more the latter i yeah. think they wanting to to make sure that all of the kind of special interest concerns and and they're not all invalid concerns sure but that they're just kind of landing on an innovation innovative policy in the right manner great synopsis as always thanks very much for making time always a pleasure to be with you you're smiling big on this whole athlete thing. <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to move. That's the wrong decision. But I will fight again some other day when I can say I told you so. I always look if forward to our say, debates. If I can't say I told you so, I won't ever have you back to talk about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's Sal Nuzo with the James Madison Institute, my guest. When we come back, the big stories of the press box and more on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Show with Preston Scott. You can't handle the truth. On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. (laughs) 35 minutes after the hour of the morning show. Big stories in the press box. Punxsutawney Phil said uh, early spring. I can't. I can never keep it straight. Does that mean he saw his shadow or he didn't? He didn't see his shadow. Which, by the way, best commercial in the Super Bowl was the Groundhog Day bit. We'll have to get to that. Get, hold yeah. hold that thought. Hold that thought. So he doesn't see his shadow, which means it's an overcast day, and somehow that means. In early spring, according maybe to you're right. Maybe it's the other way. You know what? You're no, right. Maybe no, I think you're right. I think you are right because in my mind, it's always inverted from what it should be. Yeah. I would always think a sunny, bright day says the spring is coming and overcast and dreary means it's not. But I believe it's, it's I, I think you are spot on. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. Anyway, I watched the thing uh, after the fact, the whole, the whole, the whole thing, I watched it. The inner circle? Do you re- do you realize they have an inner circle of dudes wearing the the suits and the vests and the top hats and the whole nine yards, and 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 then they lead the crowd in Phil, 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 and and the crowd's like, yeah, you can open the hatch, you can get him, 
Crowd wasn't having any part of it. Yeah, they're like, it's cold, pull out the rat. These, these old dudes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this poor guy gets held up. And and there's a part of me, I will admit, I wanted to see him bite the guy that was holding him. I did. I wanted to see him just take a chunk of flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never understood the whole thing. It's as wrong, if not as often, if not more often than it's right. So... Take what you will from it. Early spring, according to uh, according to Phil, and it is yeah, we were right. It is uh, he did not see his shadow, which predicts an early spring. Yeah, you know what was dumb is they've got the the chairman of the inner circle or whatever, and uh, they 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 peak they speak uh, uh, groundhogies or whatever it is the language that they claim that Phil speaks and they hear and I know it's all fun. But they, they put two scrolls down, one for an early spring and one for a, a longer winter. And so and, and so they first say that they're going to hear and interpret. They're the only ones that can interpret. <laughs> but then they have these scrolls laid out, and he's supposed to gravitate towards one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, he's cooperating. He's moving his mouth, and all they had to say was, wait, wait, wait. What was that, Phil? And then make their pronouncement, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't. They've got these scrolls down there, different colored scrolls. One mean one means one thing, one means the other. And the dude in the top hat nudges one closer to Phil. Oh, you want that one, do you, Phil? It's like, good grief, man. That's so Bush League. Would never fly in Vegas. If you're going to do that thing, right? Just come on a little more. Just get rid of the scrolls. Interpret, man. Come on. Anyway, that, of course, is one of the big stories in the press box. The biggest, though, is, uh, and it's a story you don't know anything about. Dr. Charles Lieber, chair of Harvard University's Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology, uh, lied to government officials and has been indicted on charges about his connection to China and being paid by, from among others, the Wuhan Institute of Technology. Do a little quick math here. You've got the chairman and lead researcher at Harvard University's Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology working with an institute based in the city where the coronavirus is thought to have originated. I'm not saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, think about it like this from this guy's point of view. Let's say he is completely innocent and it's all coincidental. How bad is his luck? That's like the worst timing ever. Wow. Two Chinese nationals arrested as well. One had connection to Harvard, the other to Boston University. Exactly. (laughs) Just wow. When we come back, a little bit on the Super Bowl as we move on on the morning show with Preston Scott. First to know, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Did you watch the game? Oh, yeah. All of it? Oh, yeah. Start to finish. As a matter of fact, I got a a 10-minute late start, so I rewound my DVR so I could start from the kickoff or from right before the kickoff. Okay, so you saw the national anthem. I did. Uh, Yolanda Adams doing God Bless America. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, Demi Lovato Mm -hmm. held out that last note, took too long, and blew the flyby. I mean, they coordinate that to the second. Oh, yeah. It's, and I guarantee she ignored every word they said to her. Oh, of course she did. In one ear, out the other. It's interesting to me because 
they coordinate. That's a pretty big deal. And if and if, and and if you don't know, I've got this for my next segment, but I'll go ahead and say it here. That flyover featured a couple of F thirty fives, the new stealth fighters. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see that. Yes. But you weren't going to see it no matter what because it's too dark. Because they play the game so late in the day that you can't <laughs> stay up and watch it if you get up and watch work in the morning. <laughs> Could they possibly have have bumped that game time up, oh, I don't know, two hours? Just kick it at 4.30, the late window. Mm-hmm. The late window. You got all the time in the world for your pregame festivities and all that stuff. But my goodness, you would have you wouldn't have seen a good view because it was too dark. It was just too dark at six thirty five or whatever it was that they yeah. hit the national anthem. But she held out that last note. She strung it out too mm-hmm. long, and so the flyby happens. You hear it. You hear the flyby. And then the guys talk about it after it happens. Like, well, that was a really cool flyby. Yeah, they cut to the cameras and the jets are already past the stadium and all that. And that's why the crowd cheers long before the end of the national anthem, because the flyby happens. Mm-hmm. But commercially, any commercials stand out as just, they just made you laugh Groundhog out loud. Day. Groundhog Day, Bill Explain. Murray. Explain. Well, uh, the Groundhog I Day. I didn't see it. Okay, so first of all, the Super Bowl was on Groundhog Day. Actually, Groundhog Day. And okay. in the movie, The Groundhog Day, uh, Bill Murray wakes up in Punxsutawney uh, as a weatherman from Pittsburgh covering Punxsutawney Field doing his thing, right? Sure. And he keeps waking up at 6 a.m. on Groundhog's Day over and over what, and some people have calculated it what would have been something like 60 years. Okay. So basically, he wakes up over and over and over in the same place, and then he finds love, and boom, he moves on to date. So now we've aged him in the commercial? In the commercial, he wakes up in the bed, sits up again, and it's the same scene, same song, and he's like, oh, not again. But then he realizes it's cool because he goes and he just grabs Punks and Tony Phil, and they jump in a Jeep, and they just drive everywhere. Okay. And that's a scene from the movie where he's doing the don't drive angry, and the groundhog's the one has got the wheel. What? It's that in a Jeep, and they do it in all these different locations. He's driving to different places, and people were just like, Bill? And he's like, don't mind me. You know, just drive. Greatest reconstruction of a movie for a commercial I've ever seen. It was brilliant. I would imagine that's going to be on a lot of best of reels. Um, This one might be as well. Ram trucks. (laughs) They pull out this hair band from back in the day. Mm -hmm. Maximus Steel. And... And they they've posted. You can go to the to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Preston Scott Show. You can go to the page, and they've got a ten minute version. It's got doors. There are rubber mats on all of the floor. It's ten minutes of the features on a Ram truck. Ten minutes. to give you all of the feels. It just keeps on going. <laughs> and they've got the face of the singer, lead singer, superimposed. But the brilliance is... The brilliance is the guy looking at the outside of the truck, considering it in the middle of this field, is a knockoff of the guy in those Chevy commercials. Mm-hmm. And this is really clever, and it's unbelievably addicting to listen. You'll have this stuck in your head 
all morning long. Check it out. Facebook.com slash Preston Scott Show. Show 180 brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. Try my bank. One minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott. Well, two drinks, maybe a big popcorn bowl. Rocker paddles, they're for me. I'm a rocker guy, as you plainly see. <laughs> Release gate with key fog, fog, Crank the volume by the button and knob, knob, knob. Wiper blades have rain sense. We've adjusted up the size of all vents. Parallel park assist. Squeeze into a space that you might have missed. Cruise control that's adaptive. The surround you camera holds your eyes captive. And now you're you've got an inside view and he's outside in the windshield, so it's dampening the noise. <laughs> Starts back outside. It's just brilliant. If you're wondering what in the world, it is the I Love Your Features by Maximus Steel for Ram Trucks. It's funny. Wow. It's funny. It is stupidly funny. It's, it is, when I first started looking at this, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Because the dude has got the, the, the hair, oh, yeah. man. He's got the hair. Full on mullet. And it just keeps going yeah i was gonna ask you didn't restart that from the no, last break we were no. playing you just turned it back up yeah well i paused it's that it long. yeah i mean here <laughs> let me now six minutes From two to five custom rims. <laughs> <laughs> I with your voice. Wow. I mean, I'm now at six and a half so minutes. So Let's here's I can go on forever. Don't stop me. No. Gotta say more about my truck. <laughs> my truck. Keep going. Keep it going. Keep the music going. <laughs> Chevrolet looking guy takes a he, at one point he takes a chair out and sits down as he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, again, the link to that is on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Preston Scott Show. Time for the morning show. <laughs> Look back at the program in 180 seconds or less. Uh, Super Bowl, Chiefs win, North, Niners lose. Uh, great seasons by both, really. Just they were the two best teams in football this year, and uh, that was the right outcome in, for me because I think Andy Reid is just a just a tremendous coach and has been for a very long time. And in this era where younger coaches are getting all the gigs, the innovators, and all that, and look, my my beloved Packers have one of them. Andy Reid has quietly been an innovator. And he's now in his 60s, and mm-hmm. he's just a great 
mind for football. And by all accounts, just a quality guy. And and he has a mustache like Wilford Brimley. Oh, man, that's funny. That's it. That sold me. Had to had to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Big stories in the press box. Aside from that, Punxsutawney Phil says we've got uh, an early spring coming our way. In London, not so not so flowery, not so nice. Uh, three people injured, stabbing attack in London yesterday. The guy was shot and killed by police, which in and of itself is news. They're allowing them to carry guns. Hey, how about that? They're, they didn't always let police carry guns the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, stop! I say... Don't do that. (laughs) Stop. Or I'll say stop again. That's exactly right. That's the joke. Uh, Dr. Charles Lieber, chair of Harvard University's Department of Chemistry, Chemical Biology, has been working with the Chinese. Uh, Chinese industry, Chinese government. He's been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, and he lied about it. Not good. Oh, by the way, he's chemical biologist, researcher, And uh, his contract was with the Wuhan Institute of Technology. You know, where the coronavirus got its start? Just saying. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.